Welcome to Pure Connect Podcast with Dr. Gesham Sikala, a celebrity mentor and prince. He is a businessman, humanitarian, author, speaker, television host, media personality, pastor to the stars, and global goodwill ambassador. Here, Dr. Gesham will help you understand true success and prosperity, maximize your true potential, experience God's presence, deepen your relationship with God, and learn to walk with God. Now, here is Dr. Geshom. Um, let's look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. So, um, so the scripture says, I'll start from 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7, of the greatest of his government, the of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne over his kingdom and establish and upholding it with justice, righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord is mighty and will accomplish this. Now, you must understand that Jesus was born in Nazareth, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And do you know when you read the whole testament that David was born in Nazareth. King David was born in Nazareth. That is to fulfill the scripture that Jesus will be born from the line of David. And also, David was a king. So the king, it was also prophetically talking about the kingship of Jesus. That's why the same birthplace for, for David, Jesse, it's the same birthplace for Jesus. Now, Bethlehem was a big city. It was a famous city, you know, like Los Angeles City, or maybe right now in, in this area, it looks like a lot of people from everywhere, they're coming to the Americana because of the decoration and all that. Let's say like the same way this city is becoming popular. That's how Bethlehem was so uh, crowded because of that, they couldn't find a room for Jesus to be born because it was crowded. Everything was booked out. Just as when you go to the, to the places that are crowded, you find everything is sold out or booked out. So they, they, had, no, they had no place for Jesus to be, to be born. This is a reality, it's not a makeup story. You know, some people think maybe it was just a makeup story. Jesus was stuck, did not have a place to be born. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 12, I want to give you a little bit of scriptures. You know it, but it's important to be reminded because you must understand we're living in the time where the Bible, the Bible is distorted. Literally, there is a battle when it comes to the Bible. There's so much battle now. Certain churches, they, they say, now churches have become like a, a gathering place, not really necessarily the Bible, but just a gathering place. So in some churches, the scriptures is not really important. And speaking of the word of God is not really important. And that's why uh, Christianity has not lost power, but casual Christianity has lost power. Uh, Christianity that is detached from God, but Christianity that is 
attached to God as the power. So we have two types of Christians. We have social Christians and we have committed Christians and they all go to church. And if one makes a mistake, everybody's condemned. So, um, so in the, in the book of Rook chapter two, I'm going to read from, uh, uh, from 10 to 12, just to shorten the time. Um, okay. There now from 10, it says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I'll bring you good news that will cause great joy for all, for all the people today in the town of David today in the town of David. That's how you know that Jesus was born in the same place. Jesus, the Nazareth was also called the town of David. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby lapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So it was God, it was God's strategy for Jesus not to have a place to be born so that it can be a sign to the wise because the, in Bethlehem they were, they, they had amazing um, made men, uh, what do you call those? Uh, helpers. Um, what do you call those? Um, made, yeah, midwives. It, it, you know, midwives, it was practiced from the beginning. Like when you look at uh, the time of, uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the book of Exodus, the time of Moses, there were midwives that were practiced. So they were very good on it. Now you must understand that Bethlehem, because it was an advanced city, had midwives, but the manger where he was born, there was just cows and cattle, you know, he was stuck. It has also a symbol that anybody who is stuck in this life, it may feel like he does not feel has a place in this world. God still has a room for you, no matter how you feel. Now, you must understand that Jesus was born in the same city as King David, so that it's a symbol that he was a king. The other important thing that is very important to understand is that uh, there are about 29 different quotations and scriptures in the Bible that talks about this, talks about Jesus being born in the same town as David, as King David. And there's there's a lot of prophecies on it that that bear witness with that. Now you must understand. Um, you must understand that that um, Bethlehem is also called a house of bread. In other words, everybody went to Bethlehem to buy bread. Everyone went to Bethlehem to get bread. Can you imagine the place of abundance? There was lack. No place, no, Jesus did not have a place in the place of abundance. That's, that's something like I thought about it today. I said, Bethlehem means a house of bread. It's not just a house of bread, but also it's a place of abundance. How is it that Jesus did not have a place? Because everything that Jesus did, he did it for you. He was in luck so that those that are in luck, though Jesus was born, he went to the place of abundance. Now, Jesus is from heaven in the place of abundance, but he comes here to the place of abundance and there was no, there was no room for him. When you got born again, you were born in the, in the kingdom of abundance. 
The word born again, you're born into heaven, you're born into, you're born into the place of abundance. But even in the place of abundance, there is a lack. The reason why there is a lack is because God wants to, to show you that when you follow his principles, he's going to supply. Even in the place of unlikely places in a manger, God still sent the wise men. I'm sure there were even women there to give the gifts. You must believe that in the place of lack, there is a supernatural, there's a supernatural, uh, God will, uh, will supernatural supply no matter what. It could be in a manger, God will send angels. God will send wise men. Wise men today still exist. And uh, angels, they still exist. You must understand that this is not just a story. To the world, it's just a story. They're just getting drunk tonight and doing all kinds of things. Can you imagine how the enemy uses what is good to cause people to abuse it and destroy it? This is supposed to be a time of scripture reading, rejoicing, and thanking the Lord. Not the time of uh, getting drunk and destroying your ways. You can't even think. Okay, we know it's part of the party, but it's 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 not it's it's it, they're partying in the wrong way, celebrating in the wrong way. Um, there's a lot of things that the enemy steals, and also you must understand for some of you who have a problem with Christmas. Now you must understand that uh, the the Constantine the fourth in the fourth in the fourth century. Constantine, the empire, he saw that there was a, that during that time there was a um, festivals for pagans. The pagans had festivals, they were partying, they were doing that, and a lot of Jesus followers, they were really backsliding during the time of the pagan celebration. So the king, to solve that problem for Christian, he says, we will declare December the 25th as a celebration, as a feast of celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that the believers may not backslide when the pagans are celebrating. They used to call the celebration called uh, Solosistic. I can spare it for you. I just. Pardon? Yes, solstice. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you are aware of those things. So, so most people condemn Christmas, Christmas, but they don't understand that Christmas actually saved a lot of lives, a lot of families, because pagans were partying, having all kinds of parties. But when it came to Christians, they were all bold and guess what? They started sneaking away and going to the pagan's parties. So Christmas is a mixture of the pagan party and Christian party. So it still happens today. So, so it's not new what's going on. The pagans celebrated on December the 25th. But at the same time, the Constantine said, let me protect the body of Christ. Also, 
you can celebrate because pastors, preachers, priests, they preached against this day, they condemned against this day, they caught it all kinds of hell and cursed day for that, but still they had more believers that, that backslidden on December the 25th than any other day. Now King Constantino was, the empire was, was so concerned about the health of Christians because he was a Christian himself. And what did he do? He declares the same day as a celebration of the birth of Jesus so that Christians should not backslide. So, so when you, the problem is that people don't understand history. And if they don't know history, then you begin to, we know that people don't celebrate on this day because it's a pagan day. Okay, it's also a Christian day. So it's, it's about what you celebrate. And, and King, uh, the empire made it clear, it's not the day that he was born, but the fact we know for sure that Jesus Christ was born on some time this year, because they did know. Mostly, it is believed that he was born during the time when the, the ship and the, and, the, and the gods were giving more birth, the time of field. What used to happen to the shepherd when, 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 a, when it's a season for, for the sheep to give birth, the shepherd, they stayed awake all night long to watch those babies being born. Otherwise, sometimes, you know, they can get uh, uh, stepped on by other sheep. So they were there watching. And, and according to the, to the scriptures, you'll find that, that it was during that time that Jesus was born when the shepherds were also in the field waiting for the sheep born. Can you imagine the Lamb of God was born and it was the same year for, it was the same month for the lambs to be born. Everything was prophetic. The Lamb of God was born and the lambs were being born in that same season. And also he was born in the same place as David, symbolizing as the king and it's coming from the line of David. So everything was scripture. Dr. Geisham will continue with that word in a moment. Kindly note that you can continue to discover God's powerful truth and much more in Dr. Geshum's other resources, which include his new books, Delete the Offense and Healing Your Own Soul, a book that will bring wholeness to your being. You can get these copies on Amazon or go to www.geshumsikala.org. Now, let's get back to Dr. Geshum as he continues with today's word. And, and this is a very fascinating thing. It took 400 years before the birth of Jesus when God did not speak to man. God did not speak to man for 400 years because man did not need God anymore. Then God was quiet. And, and there's a reason why sometimes God is quiet in your life. Maybe there have been times when you did not need him or you silenced him. Maybe you thought you are more smarter than him. Maybe you thought you are more intelligent than him. And God, when you start thinking God is more, you are more smarter than God and God is not important in your life, he literally 
hides himself from you. And he starts waiting for the right opportunity to minister to you. Some people said, okay, why is not God visiting my brother? Because your brother kisses God every day. God, your, your, your sister kisses God every day. God will not like impose himself and say, I am God. No, he knows he's God. But he will wait for the time when the person is broken, is asking for help. He really needs help. Then God will come and visit a person. That's why you find most people says, in my darkest hour, God came through. In the time when, when, when I had nowhere to look, to look to, God came through. In our walk with God, we should be careful to hear his voice constantly. When we stop hearing God's voice, God goes quiet. God goes quiet. I've seen that in many ministries, God has withdrawn. People don't even know. God has gone quiet. They still have church services. They still have Bible studies, but God has gone quiet. Why? Because they chose to get him out of the platform, out of the audience, and they just want themselves to, they just want themselves, not God. As a believer, never quieten God in your life. Quieten yourself and let God be your loudest voice. Because you see, it benefits you to walk with God. It really does. There is no man, no woman on this earth who has walked with God and surrendered themselves to God. Yes, they, it looks like God is not coming through. Looks like they, they are in the darkest hour. It looks like things are not changing. But if they keep on faith, they will break through. And they will break through big time. They will break through in a big way. I've never seen a righteous forsaken, nor his children begging blade. You will never lack. You may be in lack right now, but the secret is do not give up God because you're in lack. You may be in pain right now. Do not give up on God because you're in pain. You, things may not be going well right now. Do not give up on God. There is, is, is always a, a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. Those that seek the Lord, God will reward you. God is a generous God. He is so generous. Even when the, 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 the people stopped talking to God, God was quiet for 400 years, the world without God. That's when there was murder. That's when you read about stories about, about, uh, about sacrificing people, children, eating people, and all these type of things. It's because there was no fear of God. God was not in town. God was not in the nations. The, 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 there was so much evil that it was difficult to describe. There was so much ruthlessness that you cannot describe. There was no peace. Even their imaginations was evil. Their dreams was evil to become evil in that type of place. And then Jesus comes in the midst of that filthiness of wickedness. He sees there's a need. The humankind is about to be destroyed. Then Jesus showed up right when there is a need. Whenever there's a need in your life, God will always show up. There will never be a time that God cannot show up. He will show up. I don't know where you are right now. You may, maybe God may, may have been silent 
I'm telling you today, if you surrender your life as a believer and a backslider, uh, you just come back to God and God will do it. You know, what is amazing is that God sent Jesus not just as a lamp. He sent him uh, after three decades, 30 years and three years. He, he was performing miracles. Miracles means no natural thing can cure. The world has become so sick that cannot need a natural cure. It needs a miracle. A miracle is something that a science cannot solve, something that chemistry cannot figure out, geometry cannot figure out, whatever we can think, nothing can solve it out. Even holistic medication cannot solve. If things have become so worse and so complicated and, and God just needs to, to do something to create something new. When God creates something new, it's called a miracle. A miracle actually is something that has never existed and God does it in your life. So when we see God is create, God is performing miracles, it's giving you new things in your life. It's giving you a new heart. When we, we come to him, he gives us a new heart. A new heart he's created. New genes are created, new finances. Maybe you may be living in a very tight, tight budget financially. You have tried this business and these streams of businesses. It looks like none of those streams are bringing finances. Then God creates a miracle and he gives you another stream that you never even ex expected to have finances to come in. Suddenly you are making money. God can perform a miracle to make something new. A miracle is not an improvement of something, is not recreate, is not remaking of something. A miracle is creating something new that has never existed before, cannot be experimented, it cannot be explained. It, there is no process. There is no process for it. You cannot tell where it's coming from. From we don't know where it's coming from and where it's going, and God just does it. It's called what? A miracle. And God is going to do something for your life that is going to distinguish you, that is going to shift things and change things. You know, just as God is going to do a big miracle for this ministry, and you know, we're planning to move in a facility of almost a thousand, a thousand three, one thousand three hundred seater. You know, beautiful place, as beautiful as this, but bigger, beautiful place. You know, you know why we're going to move into that place like that? Because it's not a man's work. It's God's work. Once you make it as a man's work, then dream small, then be rational, then put yourself in the box. But if there's God, break that box. Think bigger because there is a force behind you. There is someone behind you. Let's say you had a, fun, a funder, somebody who has committed to fund you and that person is worth a trillion dollar. And that person says, whatever you need, we'll fund it for you. Will you dream a $100,000 dream? Will you dream a $10,000 dream? Did you manage to do that? No, it's okay. Yeah, she can help you. Yeah, just drink something. Yeah, so 
The spirit of God is subject to the prophet, so I can also observe. <laughs> so, you must, if you have God in your heart, you must dream bigger. If you live life by your own belief, then dream according to what you can do, according to your own means, according to your own education, according to your own capacity. But if you are inviting God in your life, it's beyond your capacity, it's beyond your resources, it's beyond your needs. That's what the Bible says, he is able to do exceedingly he, everything that God does will exceed your expectation, will exceed your dreams, will, ex will, exceed, will exceed your visions, will exceed your resources, will ex exceed everything. God is so powerful. People, people today doubt about Noah's ark. They said there were so, uh, there were so many animals. I did Noah build it because Noah was operating in the supernatural skill. He did not just build with man's instruction. It was with divine instruction from God. And, and that's why even today they study about the ark. They said it had modern technology. It had so, so, so sophisticated that, that even the archaeologists, the studies of the world, they could not understand how did Noah make that. Why? Because he had a supernatural instruction, therefore he had divine knowledge. With every supernatural instruction, there is divine skill and divine provision. When God speaks to you, he will give you tools that do not exist. When God speaks to you, he will give you things that cannot be naturally explained or scientifically explained. He is so divine and so powerful. So when God spoke about the, the birth of Jesus Christ, everything was supernatural. Mary was actually in danger. There's sometimes when God speaks to you, your life will be in danger, in danger of your family, in danger of, of, of your friends, in danger of your work, in danger of everything. Everything can be in danger just because God spoke to you. Mary's life was about to come to an end. Now, you have to understand, if you understand the Old Testament, you cannot understand the New Testament. The Old Testament, when, when a woman gets pregnant before marriage, they didn't care about the child. There was no child's right. They will stone her to death. doesn't matter. They will stone her to, to death. She'll be stoned. Then, then the husband will not marry her. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to support the ministry and stay up to date with new episodes.